I got my first go-kart for kindergarten graduation and, and wound up in a, in a dirt field. Uh, I think my, my first day ended uh, stuck under the barbed wire fence. So, uh, didn't, didn't end well, but it's worked out okay as, as we've gone through the years. Welcome to the Sports Business Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Berger. You can find the Sports Business Radio Podcast 15 years over 600 episodes featuring conversations with the biggest names in sports like David Stern, Pete Carroll, Chris Abbott, Jeannie Buss, Michael Vick, Andre Iguodala, Mark Cuban, Tom Rinaldi, Charles Barkley, Jack Nicholas, Lindsey Vaughn, Eric Spolster, Aaron Rodgers, and Steve Nash on iTunes or at sportsbusinessradio.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the Sports Business Radio podcast on iTunes, and everyone who posts a review on iTunes will be eligible to be selected to join us in our studio audience at one of our Sports Business Radio roadshows presented by Boingo. Follow us in between podcasts on Twitter at SB Radio. We've been named a top 50 followed by Forbes.com for three consecutive years and on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's edition of Sports Business Radio. Really excited to have Kevin Harvick joining us. He is the winner of the 2007 Daytona 500. He's the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion from 2014. Really diverse guy. Hosts his own radio show on Sirius XM, has his own management company that manages other athletes, very involved with his sponsors, has a great charitable foundation. So looking forward to my conversation today with Kevin Harvick as we lead into Daytona 500 this weekend. I'm joined in studio by our executive producer, Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you? I'm doing good, and I am looking forward to this NASCAR thing, too. I've, I've kind of become more of a NASCAR fan. We went to NASCAR headquarters in New York. Um, and got to see some of the the system and how they work and got to know more about it. So I'm excited about it and learning more about NASCAR. It's fun. Well, so it's an interesting dilemma I face here. So on last week's show with Rick Buecher, we talked about LeBron James and Clutch Sports and how LeBron has a, a wink-wink deal with Clutch Sports that he is very influential with that agency that also represents Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, and others in the league. And there's a fine line with tampering and recruiting. and But here we have Kevin Harvick this week, who represents other NASCAR drivers. He represents PGA golfers. He represents UFC fighters. So, I don't know. There seems to be different rules for different sports. But uh, it does, I think, give you an advantage as an athlete because you have access to other athletes and other people kind of in your realm. You obviously understand what they're looking for service-wise. But uh, Kevin Harvick has a very successful agency. Quick story, Griggs. So Rick Buecher and I did our show last week here on Sports Business Radio. We talked about LeBron and Clutch. And the show ends. We post it. And literally two hours later, Griggs, Rick Buecher gets a text and then a phone call. And guess who the text and phone call was from? It was from Rich Paul the head of Clutch Sports. And he had a few bones to pick with us for what we talked about on last week's show. Uh, I would say this, Rich Paul, if you're listening, you have a standing invitation to join me here on Sports Business Radio. Uh, we know a lot of the same people. I am very well-versed on your business, and uh, I think Rich Paul works hard. I think the the biggest challenge for someone like Rich Paul is he wants to stand on his own. He wants people to know that... Clutch was built on his hard work, not because of LeBron. But that's just, Griggs, that's a tough thing because I'm sure Rich Paul works hard, 
But if you didn't have LeBron as your partner and one of your clients, I don't know that the same doors are open to you if you're just Rich Paul and you represent some B and C list athletes in the NBA and in other sports. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, I mean, he has a right just as much as you have a right to say what your opinion was. Absolutely. And he has a right to come back and, you know, rebuttal that too. And uh, it'd be great to have him on the show because I think there'd be a really good candid debate about this, this, you know, how this works in the world. Well, and it's hard because, you know, it's funny. Rich Paul and, and Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Lakers, they have to do business together now. And I have spoken with Jeannie at our road show event and, she is the daughter of a very wealthy business person, Dr. Jerry Buss, who owned the Lakers for many years. She went into NBA Board of Governors meetings and was the only woman in that room. And there were a lot of the men that said, what's a woman doing in this room? And by the way, what's a woman who was basically handed the keys to this franchise by daddy doing in this room? So she's had to overcome that. Jeannie Buss is one of the smartest people I know in this world, really knows her stuff has earned her stripes, especially since her father passed away and she's been elevated into the position as the matriarch of the Lakers franchise. But it goes back to what I just said with Rich Paul. If you're Rich Paul, unless you separate from LeBron at some point and you spread your wings on your own, people are always going to say clutch sports only exists and gets the clients it does because LeBron is part of the agency. I do think, like I said last week, it is a conflict of interest on the NBA landscape for LeBron to be able to go out and, you know, look at the all-star team. So he's one of the captains of the all-star team. Four of the five guys that he drafted in the starting lineup to join him are free agents this next summer. So he's <laughs> going to have a unique access to them at All-Star Game. He's going to be able to text them about All-Star stuff. He's going to have a close proximity to them physically at All-Star Weekend. So I know how this works, and I'm not saying LeBron is doing it the wrong way. I'm saying if you're the NBA, you've got to be concerned that there's no other player in your league that has this kind of a setup with this kind of an agency and this kind of access to other players where you can influence the outcome of trades, free agency signings, and other things. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing with uh, LeBron. It's kind of like we've talked about before with the decision of LeBron. It's more like he's not going anywhere this summer, but the free agency impact he has with the players that are going somewhere could be interesting to see coming into 2019, 2020. My guest is Kevin Harvick. He is the winner of the 2007 Daytona 500. He's the 2014 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin Harvick. You can see him driving his number four car in the Daytona 500 this Sunday on Fox. Kevin, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've wanted to have you on for a while because you're so much more than just a, a NASCAR driver. I love the fact that you host a radio show. You've got a management company. Let's dig into to some of those things. But before we do, walk us through your schedule between now and race time on Sunday. Yeah, so we went home Sunday after the clash and, and spent Monday and Tuesday at home and came back down this morning for uh, media day. Uh, we'll do all of our media stuff until you know, five or six o'clock tonight. And then tomorrow we'll have uh, some appearances in the morning and, and driver's meeting and, and race, uh, the qualifying races tomorrow night. And then Friday um, practice, a couple practices and, and a couple of appearances to go along with that. Saturday uh, we'll have one last practice and then we'll fly uh, to a mobile one appearance uh, uh, that evening. And then uh, Sunday morning we'll 
we'll have, um, I think, five uh, hospitality appearances and drivers meeting, and you finally get in a race car. So get to the get to the part that you like the most. Exactly. Gosh, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, I read a quote from you recently, and you said it's not sticker slapping anymore. And you talked about how you've really got to activate the partnerships. I know one of your partnerships is with Bush, and they're actually turning your race car into beer cans. That's really taking it next level. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I can't take credit for the sticker slapping comment uh, that that came from the folks at Bush, and and you know one of their their primary goals this year is to not sticker slap. They're going to activate around uh, the, the race car and, and the things that they're doing with it, and, and literally this time the, the program is is around the race car. Um, you know, they they took a, a car and and uh, made forty special edition cans uh, out of the carbon fiber and, and sheet metal, and and uh, we gave the first, uh, auction the first one off uh, yesterday, and tom- tomorrow we're going to give the first one away or the second one away at hospitality and uh the, the rest of the cans will be uh will be given away to winners uh um, by watching the daytona 500 broadcast and and uh answering the trivia questions on the screen so it'll be uh, uh it's been a pretty interesting process honestly when they when they first uh, told me about the process i looked at them and, and kind of laughed and just kind of ignored the <laughs> ignored the idea that was on the piece of paper because you never never uh, thought it would uh you know come to real life and and here we are i have a can sitting in front of me right now I have 14 of 40 um, uh, sitting in front of me right now, and, and you know the the, the uh, decals are still on the on the piece of sheet metal, and the carbon fiber is molded into a beer can. So uh, the Bush folks do a great job, and and um, you know to have them on on my car and the official beer of NASCAR is is something that uh, really shows their commitment to the sport. Well, you can follow at Bush Beer on Twitter and follow the hashtag Car to Can for that contest. Kevin, when you're, when it's race time and you're done with the sponsor commitments and all the things that you just described on race day, do you have a routine that you like to go through before you get into the car? I do, and and usually um, I've got two kids, so I wake up early in the morning, and you know usually uh, eat my breakfast and smoothie and vitamins and all the things that that come with waking up with a couple cup a uh, couple cups of coffee, um, and and get my day going, and and usually um, you know the hospitality appearances and, and things that happen during the day, the meet and greets, uh, usually all happen around uh, the same time. If they're not at the same time, it's in the you know it's in the same time uh, frame uh, before the drivers meeting and and so i'm i'm pretty uh, uh pretty structured in in the way that we go about things just because um you know they they become second second nature at that particular point in in how the day works so um you know we we basically do things if it's a night race it'll be uh the, you know the same time distance from from the drivers meeting that everything happens and and um, you know, usually eat the same things for breakfast every day, and don't want it. Don't, I don't want any surprises, so it's all pretty structured. Yeah, it seems like the the elite athletes like yourself, the more that you can expect, and the more you can build a routine, and the better you like that instead of uh, any surprises on race day. Well, just you know, the anxiety that to come with uh, the surprises and and you know the unknowns of things are are not something that you need to be dealing with. You need to be dealing with. Um, you know, being in the right state of mind uh, mentally, uh, and and being able to be at the top of your game when you when you bolt yourself in that car. So, you know, it's it's definitely something that the the more common denominators that you can repeat on a weekly basis, uh, the the better off that you're going to be for sure. Last year, I had the uh, opportunity to ride in a two seater Indy car, and it was unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. 
I've never been in a NASCAR. For the people listening to this conversation right now, take us inside of a NASCAR. What is that experience like? Well, actually, I'm I'm sitting at the Daytona International Speedway right now, watching people drive and and be taken for rides uh, out the window here uh, of the phone that I'm talking on. So, um, anybody who wants to experience that, you can experience that here at the at the Daytona uh, Speedway. So it's um, you know for for me, it's something that that uh, I've raced my whole life. Um, you know, and still the the situations that come with driving uh, on a weekly basis, there's there's some sort of thrill that that comes with getting in that car every week. Um, you know, of, of sliding through a situation or missing a wreck or um, doing something that you hadn't hadn't done before. Um, those those types of moments happen on a week on a week to week basis. And and for for me, I love to compete. I love the thrill of of driving the car and and pushing it right to the edge. And and that's why I keep showing back up so it's it's definitely something that um you know i used to do as a hobby now i get paid to do it but it's, <laughs> it's there's still it's still it still feels like it, it should be for fun because of um you know that that thrill and that high that you get from from the things that happen in the car you started racing i read kindergarten graduation you got a go-kart as a present and, and that started it all right that did, yeah, that started. I started. I got my first go kart for kindergarten graduation and, and wound up in a, in a dirt field. Uh, I think my my first day ended uh, stuck under the barbed wire fence. So, uh, didn't didn't end well, but it's worked out okay as as we've gone through the years. Well, and you fast forward to 2007, you're in the closest margin at the Daytona 500 in the history since they started electronic scoring in 1993. You pass Mark Martin and you win by .020 seconds in a green-white checkered finish. Holy cow, like that's got to be an unbelievable, like at that point, do you even know if you've won? <laughs> I felt like I had won. Um, yeah, I mean, but you, you never really know. And, and for whatever reason, uh, as we've gone through the years, we've had, um, you know, several really close finishes. My first win uh, came in Atlanta in 2001, and it was against Jeff Gordon in about that same margin. Um, so we, we've had a, a few dramatic moments as, as we've gone through the years. But, you know, to be able to, uh, to, to, to win the Daytona 500, our sport's biggest race against our sport's uh, one of our sports uh, legends uh, in, in Mark Martin was just one of those moments that uh, will always live in Daytona 500 history. And, and for me, obviously, um, you know, to, to have won the, the biggest race uh, that we go to was was something that was pretty rewarding. So uh, it was a great moment for sure. And I'm assuming that's how you got the nickname The Closer. Is there another reason or is that the reason? Because you close these races and, and get it done at the end. Yeah, well, it's like I was saying, we, we've just had so many of those races that have wound up, uh, you know, coming from behind and winning races on the last lap. Um, been fortunate to do that uh, quite a few times. So um, yeah, I think that's that's probably where the name came from, for sure. I want to talk about the overall health of NASCAR right now. We've seen sponsors come and go with the series. We've seen some of the more iconic drivers associated with the sport retire. Where do you see the overall health of NASCAR right now? Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, a transition period. I think, um, you know, for, for me, uh, we've been pretty involved in the, in the sport from different aspects of it, from, uh, um, you know, KHI management side, from owning owning race teams and all of, all the things in between, uh, sitting in the TV booth now with, with, uh, with Fox and, and driving the car still. So, you know, I, I see this sport from, from a lot of different angles. It's, it's definitely, um, you know, changing. Um, you're seeing a lot of, like you say, guys retire. You see a lot of young guys come in, 
Um, you know, you, you've seen some some big changes this year with um, you know the way that NASCAR is going about things, and and so it's you know it's it's just like anything else. It's a business, and you have to evolve, and you have to change, and you have to develop, and and uh, you have to move through time, just like everything else. So it's it's uh, it's good to see this year for sure with um you know the the new brass um uh, you know at nascar and and uh jim france has been here on a, on a weekly basis since he took over and obviously steve phelps is is um you know uh running the show now so it's it's good to see um you know such a, a firm direction uh and and change and and hopefully that'll work out well for us by the end of the year you're listening to sports business radio with our guest kevin harvick of nascar we'll be right back after this When it comes to stadiums and arenas, every sports pro knows, wireless wins. And when it comes to the best wireless technology for your venue, look no further than Boingo Wireless. Boingo is the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., providing state-of-the-art Wi-Fi and cellular services that power amazing fan experiences. And Boingo makes keeping your stadium connected easy today and in the future. Thinking about 5G? Boingo's expert team helps you carry the ball through a complex technology landscape to deliver wireless solutions that will delight fans and deepen loyalty season after season. Here's another kicker. Boingo is simply the best connected experience for your business. With Boingo, stadiums and arenas enjoy unique operating efficiencies, revenue opportunities, and digital insights into their fan base. That's a win-win. Boingo works with major league sports venues like Soldier Field, Vivint Smart Home Arena, State Farm Arena, and university stadiums like University of Louisville and K-State. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. We're excited to showcase how technology is changing the business of sports. If you would like more information on Boingo Wireless, visit boingo.com or email sports at boingo.com. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with our guest, Kevin Harvick. How much does the brass come to someone like you and say, "Hey, I want to bounce this idea off you. What do you think?" Uh, you know, they're pretty open. Um, you know, Steve Phelps has has been great. He's, uh, you know, I've I've communicated with him for for a long time. It didn't that didn't just start, but you know, for um, you know, for for the big things, sometimes we're not always on the on the same page. But it's it's definitely good for them to to hear the opinion, and and they're very willing to to listen and, and take those opinions. So um doesn't always work out with what I think is right or wrong. Um, but, you know, there's definitely there's definitely conversation that, that go with those things. Is there anything that's glaring right now that you say, you know, I think this really needs to change? Um, I've said this for a few years, but, you know, obviously we're in the middle of a of a five year uh, sanction agreement with the with the racetracks right now. Uh, you see a lot of a lot of movement with um, NASCAR and, and ISC, um, you know, with their with their their talks of purchase and, and things like that. So it's a it's a it's a it's a changing environment. I think that you know the the one thing that that sticks out to me is is the schedule. Um, I'm a firm believer that our championship race doesn't need to be in the same spot every year. The championship uh, playoff races need to rotate around every year, and and you know there's some some venues that that have two races that may only need one, and some that don't need any. Um, you know, and I think you know we've we've obviously heard the folks from NASCAR talk about uh, being very open and aggressive on on where they go from here and and how they change that schedule up and and um, you know where we go in the future. So uh, you know, I think that there's there's a lot of things uh, on the table and sounds like and and there's uh, there's definitely change on the horizon that as as you uh, see things coming over the next couple of years. 
Kevin, you mentioned a few minutes ago, and, and this is something else I wanted to discuss with you, but KHI management, you represent other athletes. I saw the announcement today that you signed Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Ryan Priest. You also signed a PGA Tour golfer, Vaughn Taylor. You even represent UFC fighters. How did you get into the representation business? Aren't you busy enough driving your NASCAR? Yeah, well, that, that comes with it with the changing sport. We sold our race teams back in, uh, you know, 2011, and um, you know, really sat a couple years while we we started a family and and tried to decide what we were going to do next. And and really, uh, Donald Cerrone is is really the one who started it. He asked us to to manage him. He liked the way that we did things, and, and said, "Why don't you just manage me?" And and really, from that point, it's been an evolution. Um, you know, I feel like we approach things in in a different manner. Uh, than, than most agencies, we've tried to make it more efficient and cheaper for the athlete to, uh, you know, to have representation. And, and you know, for us, we take our sponsors and, and we move them around to, to different sports. Not everybody likes NASCAR. Not everybody likes the PGA or the UFC. Um, so we try to spread those things out to, um, you know, to cover cover different markets for different people and different likes. So uh, we have a great group of guys. We have. Uh, you know, we have, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four PGA golfers. Uh, we have uh, four NASCAR drivers, a UFC fighter, a motocross rider. Um, so we can, we can cover a lot of different, a lot of different places, uh, have a lot of different relationships and, and, uh, have a lot of long standing relationships, uh, that have been with us for a long time. So this will be, um, Anheuser-Busch has been with me since, uh, 2011. Hunt Brothers is, is going on 10 years. Easy goes. Uh, going on on ten years, so we we've had a lot of uh, really really long standing relationships uh, by the relationships that we've built and, and the things that we have done through the years. Are there certain characteristics that you look for in a client, or if someone comes to you and says, "Hey, I really like how you run things. I want to be a client," is that good enough? Yeah, that's not good enough. Um, you know, I, I feel like that that uh, I'm a big believer in, in chemistry. I feel like our athletes all need to get along, especially the guys that are in the same leagues. Um, you know, if we're if we're representing a NASCAR driver, the the other the other uh, three drivers are going to have to approve of the guy that that we're bringing in. Mm. Uh, if you're in the golf side of things, you need to be. Um, you know, we're going to ask our other golfers what they think about you know the guy that we're talking about bringing in before we have those final conversations. Just because you know we're going to intertwine things and and they're going to wind up at the same events and they need to believe in the in the system and each other and 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 the way that that we go about things um, different is much different than than a you know an agency we're going to be you know involved and and around and and um you know it's just like our golfers every week I'm I'm on the app and and caring about you know what they're doing and 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 the things that are happening because if they win we all win and and that's that's really the approach if if one wins everyone wins how many people work for KHI management right now uh, you know, we've we've kind of adapted the model of of we don't have offices. Uh, everybody works from home, so we have uh, let's see, one, two, three. I think we have five uh, five of us that uh, that that work for KHI Management. So we're 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 lean, and um, that allows us to have good relationships with with people and and not have to go th- jump through a bunch of hoops through a bunch of different people. I like it. Another thing that you do in your diverse world that you live in. You host Happy Hours on Sirius XM Radio. How'd you get into that? And, you know, I'm the one doing the interview right now, but how do you like doing the interviews? Yeah, honestly, it's the thing that makes me the most nervous because I really? never want somebody... Yeah, I, ne- I never want uh, most of most of the time when somebody's calling in, it's an athlete from another sport or another driver 
or somebody that uh, you know is going to be you know listening to the show or uh, people are tuning in to listen to. And last thing I want to do is ask them a dumb question or think it was a bad interview. So uh, when the interviews are over, it's actually the biggest relief uh, uh, from the show for me, just because of the fact I if I feel like it went good, I'm 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 not uh, I don't have that anxiety that I did leading up to um, in, into the interviews. So we've been we've been fortunate to uh, interview a lot of great people. We kicked off uh, happy hours from uh, Radio Row this year with the serious folks uh, on Radio Row. I uh, got to interview a lot of great people uh, on the show. My favorite, my favorite interview at the, at the radio show this year at, at the Super Bowl was probably Michael Irvin. He he told some great stories and and uh, you know wound up being a great show. So it's been for for me, it's been the best connection that I've ever had with the, with the race fans uh, from from anything that I've ever done. Because I believe you know if you're buying a subscription to Sirius, you're tuned into the NASCAR channel. I would you know classify you as a hardcore fan. Uh, just because of the fact that that you're tuned in specifically to the NASCAR channel, so it's been a great connection for me uh, to relate to our grassroots and diehard uh, fans of of the four car. All right, how married are you to the Happy Hours name? Because I think I have a better name for your show. Uh, I mean, you know, we're three years into Happy Hours at, at this point, so I, I mean, unless it's spectacular, it's pretty good. Um, okay, let's hear it. All right, so you're the closer, right? Mm-hmm. Why not closing time? Closing time. Well, we could have a closing time segment. Yeah, have a. You, you got to have something related to the closer in there, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Well, you know, if, if we if we migrate to closing time uh, at, at the end of the show, um, we'll have to we'll have to give you some credit for that one. So, right now, we we just added a, a grassroots segment to our show. So we we highlight. Uh, uh, some of the grassroots racers and racetracks on a, on a weekly basis as as part of a, an initiative that that we've kind of spearheaded over the over the last couple of years. I love it. Well, continued success with that. Uh, you appeared in a music video for country star Jake Owen and his song "Real Life." Tell me about that. Yeah, so that that wound up at a little convenience store out in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee. <laughs> Um, we wound up in the back of a pickup truck, and, and I think I sprayed champagne all over the place. So my, my job was pretty tough. Um, they tried to figure out something that I could do, and, and it definitely didn't have anything to do with rhythm or dancing. Um, so I would just follow them around, and then at the, at the last scene, I, I sprayed champagne all over everybody. So, you know, everybody's got a place, and mine was just something with no rhythm and, and uh, no dance moves. And how many takes did it take? Um, you know, we didn't have a lot of time, so I don't think we did it more than uh, two or three times. So um, I don't know that they had enough champagne to, to keep spraying at that particular point. That's funny. All right, a few minutes left. I know you have to go. You've got the Kevin Harvick Foundation. It's an important venture for you and your wife. I know the mission is to support programs that positively enrich the lives of children throughout the U.S. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so the Kevin Harvick Foundation does supports pretty much anything you can you can deal with uh, w- with kids. Um, you know, some of the, I guess, the most recent thing that um, that 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 made me the most proud. Uh, back in 2006, I got a letter from my vice principal at my old high school. Uh, sent me a letter that they were going to shut the wrestling team down. Um, they needed $1,200. We gave them $1,200. Uh, started a fundraising program. I think we raised about $80,000. And um, here, fast forward to 2019, we had over 100 kids uh, try out for the wrestling team, and what, they won their first Valley Championship. So, um, lots of uh, fundraising and lots of people helping, and um, wrestling rooms and mats and new gyms, and, and it's taken a long time, but um, it's great to see uh, those sports programs uh, benefiting those kids and giving them an outlet to uh, uh, 
um, you know, to to play or uh, not play. But they, whether they're playing sports or not, um, you know, the school has done a great job, and, and we've been a big part of that. So that's that's been a lot of fun. Great job by you and your wife. Uh, I love athletes that give back to the community, and it seems like your foundation is doing a great job. Last question. So I know you wear Jimmy John's on the front of your uniform, and they're a big sponsor of yours. The go-to sandwich for you at Jimmy John's, what is it? Yeah, I'm a number 10 no tomato. <laughs> All right, Barbecue I, chips and a chocolate chip cookie. Okay. See, that's I'm going to try that because I was thinking i got to go to Jimmy John's, but i got to get your take on what the go-to you is. You, you, yeah, I mean, you don't have to go. Just call them and they'll deliver it. No big deal at all. Hey, that's even better. Kevin Harvick, thank you so much for joining us. Best of success to you at the Daytona 500, and uh, stay in touch. All right. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Bringing you the biggest names in sports business. Without further ado, we all know this gentleman. Let's give David Stern a big round of applause. Let's welcome the president of the NCAA, Mark Emmert. Give him a hand. Let's give a big hand to USC alum and co-owner of the Lakers and president of the Lakers, Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. Thank you so, so much for having me, Brian. It was very, very kind, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Sir Charles, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing this morning? Today's guest is Memphis Grizzlies head coach David Fisdale. You're the man, Barrett. My guest is tennis icon Chris Everett. It was very interesting. You asked great questions, so thank you very much, Brian. Pleased to welcome to the show Kyrie Irving, the number one pick in the 2011 NBA draft. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to be joined by Pete Carroll, the executive VP of football operations and the head football coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Coach, how are you? Doing good. What's going on? Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Mark, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Visit sportsbusinessradio.com and subscribe to our iTunes podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Stay connected to the business side of sports only with Sports Business Radio. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. I want to welcome ZipRecruiter to our family of sponsors. Again, really happy to have them on board. My listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. Happy to have them on board. And thanks again to our new partner, the Robinhood app. Robinhood is giving our listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at sbradio.robinhood.com. That's sbradio.robinhood.com. A podcast reminder, you can catch our show on demand via podcast. Go to iTunes, type in Sports Business Radio. We're rated in the top 50 business news podcasts. You can also find our show on Audio Boom via the TuneIn Radio and Stitcher apps, and, of course, at sportsbusinessradio.com. Follow me on Twitter in between shows at SB Radio. Follow us on Instagram at sportsbusinessradio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio.